0: It's time for Cardinal Cut-Ins. Cardinal Cut-Ins are brought to you by Chubin Welters Power Sports, Star Bank, Mitch Olson with Essex Mortgage, Lake Central Bank, David Bird State Farm Insurance, The Homestyle Country Cafe, and Lanto Store. Here with our weekly interview of Annandale Cardinals head coach, Matt Walter, our own voice of the Cardinals, Jeremy Wheeler. Hey everybody! It's time for Cardinal Cut-ins. I'm sitting down with Annandale head coach Matt Walter. Our weekly uh, weekly discussion. First time that we're talking after the Cardinals lose, though. Cardinals lost a tough one on Friday night, 14 to eight against Glencoe. Uh, for anybody that was at the game, though, Coach, I think the first question has to be: Have you thought out? Can you feel your toes and fingers after that freezing game on Friday night?
1: Yeah, it was uh, it, it was brutal. It, it really was. I think in 20 years of coaching. Um, is at least the top five for worst games, field conditions, and, and just weather-wise. I think the wind, the, the wind's a big factor. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't mind how cold it is, you get the cold as it wants, it can snow, it can rain. The, the wind really, really affects the game when you play, just field position-wise. Uh, Punting-wise, throwing-wise, um, just has so much effect on the game and the field position. All those hidden yards that, to the average fan, you probably don't even realize. But when you're coaching the game, the kids are playing the game, it's crazy how much field position plays a part in a football game, and uh, the win really played a factor in that. Also, even on our sidelines, our kids, there was hardly any win on the Glencoe side because they had the bleachers blocking it. Mm-hmm. I remember before the game, asked our coach if we could switch sides of the field for tonight, if they'd be a nice host and do that, but he declined <laughs> to do that. But, you know, it was cold for our kids. The, the ones on the, the who don't play a ton or subs who come in and have to sit for a while, um, it was cold for them. The wind was was relentless the entire game on them, but... You know, you got to deal with it. It's part of the game. It's part of football. Um, it's it's weird. It's one of those only sports you got to deal with weather. Mm-hmm. Sometimes as much as your opponent. And that's kind of how it was on Friday night. The weather played a really big part in the game, as well as playing a really good football team. But you know, it's, it's the way that it is. It's great practice. And you get far enough in the playoffs, you're going to get a game like that. So, you know, we have no complaints, but I think it's a great way for our kids to learn. And there's some things they can do better to get prepared for it.
0: Definitely. Now, clearly things didn't go quite as planned on Friday night. You had a couple of turnovers, uh, a couple of other fumbles that set you back in second and third and longs. Those are the bad things. What positives can you take away from the game, though, versus Glencoe?
1: You know, I I love our last drive of the game after they scored. I love the way we responded. I mean, five minutes left on the clock and, you know, I didn't think we backed down. We were relentless against them. Um, They were really physical. They were really physical. It's crazy how strong their kids were, but I thought we were just as strong. You know, going into the game, I was a little worried that they were a little bit stronger than us, but they weren't. Um, Our defense made three mistakes the entire night. Our defense was absolutely unbelievable in their run fits um, and their jobs, controlling their gaps. We made three mistakes the entire night, just kind of, you know, brain fart or whatever you want to call it, just not doing our job. And they made us pay for it. You got to be flawless against them. And we gave up three big plays because of that. Um, we had some kids step up. We had, you know, Drew Conte got hurt. Um, you know, Zach News and Alex Klapp, both sophomores. Bigger kids had to come in and play. Tough conditions to play in, tough game to play in mm-hmm. um, against that type of team. And and their D linemen were really good. By far the best D linemen that we've seen all year. And they had to come in and battle. I think, you know, they're gonna get better because of that. Um, there's a lot of positives on it, but. It's just one of those games. We knew it was going to be a fourth-quarter game. Mm-hmm. My biggest concern coming into the game is we have not played four quarters the entire season. We've had subs going every single game. You know, two out of our last three games, our starters were over at halftime. And, and that was a concern. It's like you need to be able to be mentally – I knew physically would be okay, but you need to be mentally focused long enough for four quarters. And that's what we had to do on Friday. We had some blunders in the fourth quarter um, that hurt us a little bit. So
0: mm-hmm. – now, in a game where you only score eight points, there aren't a lot of stats necessarily on the offensive side of things, but your offensive line, they've been doing a great job all season. I know we talked and you said that junior Isaac Hagstrom, he was, a, he was a great leader both on Friday and really all season for you. He started last year as a sophomore, now he's a junior. Talk about his progression and his impact out there for you on the offensive line and on the offense in general.
1: Yeah, it's just crazy how much he's improved. I remember last year, he was the kind of the kid with his head spinning all the time and part of the weak link of our offensive line last year. Mistake after mistake. The first day of practice this year, you could tell how much more confident he was. It, it, it's unbelievable. I think Isaac matured a lot. I think that's helped him. Matured a lot. He's a lot more focused. He wants to be really, really good, um, and that's how he practices. He he's been great. He has worked so hard. Just c- completely different kid than what we had last year. Last year was just a big kid, big kid with the body and you know with a lot of potential. And now you see a kid who wants to be great. A kid who wants to work hard. Doesn't take any plays off at practice. As a leader at practice. You know, first in line for all the drills that we do. If kids are slack and he's not afraid to say something to them, he's been dominant this year. I mean, he moves so well for a big kid. Um, he's a college lineman. He just he runs well, he's physical, um, he's smart, he's athletic, he has really good feet, he plays basketball. I think mean, that helps him, has really, really good feet. You know, if, as he keeps growing into his body and he's getting stronger and stronger, it's, it's scary um, how good he could be if he wanted to live in the weight room in the off season and just get himself ready to go. But. He was great. He was great on Friday night on defense. He caused the fumble that we that um, Nelsberg recovered. Um, we use him to pull. He leads our all of our attacks. Um, does a great job being an athlete getting on linebackers. Just been really impressed with him this year. He's been a, just a key cog in everything that we do on offense.
0: That's good excuse me the defense again was solid as we talked about they did a great job They uh, gave up no passing yards to the Panthers did a nice job forcing those third and longs that we talked about uh, during our interview last week and one of the key players both Friday and all season really has been your senior linebacker Brett Hansey back there what does Brett bring to this defense
1: he, he brings a workman to attitude Brett's, Brett's a worker you know I always kind of look at kids it's like you know would you hire that kid you know, you look at kids, and it's like, if I owned a company or a job thing, would you hire that kid? Brett Hans is the kid that I would hire. He's a kid, a really high-character kid, just a leader, just a standout kid. He's nice to everyone. He treats everybody the same. He's very comfortable in his own skin. He's really genuine. He's just a really respectful, yes-sir, no-sir kid. And he's like that on the football field. He is just a worker. I don't think anybody outworks to him. You know, we kind of give him a hard time, but – he works so hard that he takes the longest route possible to get to a play. I mean, he, he's in great shape. He works. But he runs circles sometimes in order to get, uh, to, get to the play. And point A to point B means nothing to him. He wants to go see everything <laughs> on the way over there. It's just the way that he is. I think mean, he's just so intense. Sometimes he doesn't narrow the picture down as well as he should. Mm-hmm. But, man, no complaints with him at all. He, he's he been unbelievable for us the last couple of years. Leader of our defense history, him and Jack Magrum, are kind of the two guys that we count on to get everybody lined up. And, The thing I love about Brett, you know you're going to get his best effort every second. Whether he's playing good or bad, it's not a lack of effort with him. He is a worker, and I just love it. I mean, I know every game we have a chance just because he's out on the field for us. Mm -hmm.
0: Now we come right back at it. We're week eight already. I don't know where the season has gone. But it's a short week and another tough opponent. At least you're at home this time, though, and I don't think there's snow in the forecast for Wednesday night. Uh, But the Dasuk-Cocado Chargers come to town. They're 4-2. Uh, and like you, want to finish strong. They're fighting just as you are for positioning in their section. What are you expecting on Wednesday versus D.C.?
1: Yeah, it's going to be a battle. It's going to be like Glencoe. You know, I think us, D.C., and Glencoe are the three best teams in the district. I think you split hairs to separate us. I don't think Glencoe is any better than us. I think, you know, we played in ten times. I think it's five and five. I think we're very similar t- teams. We had a couple turnovers and fumbles that hurt us. We had an interception. That did hurt us. That was like a punt. We threw it up there and hoping they would intercept it if we couldn't catch it. Uh, so we wouldn't have to punt against the wind, but I think it just hairs separate us. They're very athletic. They went from a spread team earlier in the year, and they had a receiver that got hurt, and they moved. They run the exact same stuff we do now. They moved to a tight formation, and they got an unbelievable sophomore running back, a really good um, uh, senior running back, great D-line. I mean, their D-line is going to be just as good as Glenn Cole's D-line. In um, our D-line, I think we have the top three offensive lines in the, the conference, the top three defensive lines in the conference. We're very similar. It's going to be a tight game. It's gonna be like the Glencoe game. One or two mistakes could cost you. You got to be perfect on every play. Um, it's gonna be a great game. They're trying to get the two seed in their league. Um, I think they can even get the one seed if they if they win. So we're playing for the district championship as well as the one seed. There's a lot on the line. Mm-hmm. I mean, you wish you had the full week to prepare. I, don't, I hate the Wednesday game. It's just one of those things. All week you get seven days to prepare for opponent, and now boom, you get you know three days to prepare for opponent. But it is what it is. Our, our kids will be ready to go. Uh, I, I think they'll be excited. It's senior night. Everything we set out in front of us to start the season for a goal is right in front of us. You know, it's funny. We told the kids on Friday our season hasn't even started yet. We're just getting going. The first seven games here have kind of been, you know, preseason games. And mm-hmm. now it's time to play football. So, hopefully, we learned a little bit from Friday. And uh expect it's just a great game, just a great battle on, on Friday with D.C. It's, or, excuse me, Wednesday, Wednesday with D.C. Yep. You know, they're a big rival team for us. So, um, it should be fun. It's always a good game we play them.
0: You mentioned the short week. How does that change your preparation? How do you cram that, you know, normally four days worth of work into, into just two on Monday and Tuesday and go play on Wednesday?
1: Yeah, you know, the biggest thing, it's really hard to get drill work in just because the kids are sore. I mean, typically Mondays we do no contact, and then Thursdays we do no contact because Monday they're still sore from Friday, and Thursday you don't want to beat up for the game on Friday. Well, now you have a Monday-Tuesday, so you pretty much have no contact on Monday, no contact on Tuesday, and you got to play. Uh, you know, each week you make adjustments. And it's funny, by you know, you're know you hoping by Wednesday at the end of practice, the kids have it down And Thursday, you can kind of rehearse it. You know, you get really a short week to do that. You can't make as many adjustments for the next week because you want the kids to know it. I think if they don't know it, they're confused, they play slow. So you got to be really limited on the changes that you make um, when you're doing your game plan. Just put a couple different things in. Make sure the kids understand so they can play uh, fast on Wednesday. So I think that's the biggest part. You just don't get as many changes in. You are not as familiar with what they run. The kids, you know, usually by Friday are pretty comfortable with the teams running against you. Mm-hmm. There are days on Wednesday at practice that look pretty bad still, so I got to play the game. So hopefully that's not one that's not one of these weeks. But you know, everybody has to do with the same thing. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a fair slate for everybody. It's just the way that it is. You know, we always tell the kids go play. You know, you just, mm-hmm. sometimes you just got to line up and you got to play football, and that's kind of what'll be on Wednesday night. You just got to line up and play football.
0: I mentioned the season is just starting. Obviously, high aspirations for this team coming in. Playoffs start just a week from a week from Tuesday. Um, as it stands right now, depending on how it updates, you're still the number one seed in your section with a win over D.C. You're probably all but guaranteed a top two seed. A loss, it could get tricky with Minneapolis Henry coming on strong. They're in the three spot with a 4-2 and two record. How important is it to get the number one or at least a top two seed in the section?
1: You know, you, the one used to be huge because you got the bye. And you can get healthy i mean that, that was the best part about the one with foley coming in our section this year um, nobody gets a buy anymore i think the best part about the buy is a your, your first two rounds are or excuse me the one seed your first two rounds are at home and then if you go to section championship you wear your dark colored jerseys and for us if more makes it and we make it you want more in their white jerseys the offense they run all the fakes that they do it's really hard to see the football in the dark jersey it's a big advantage for them you know they run the same stuff elk river runs talk to anybody that's played Elk River, same thing when they wear their dark reds. It's hard to see the football meshes with the uh, the color of the football. Um, so that's our biggest thing. We'd like to get them in their white jerseys like we did last year. You know, our kids thought it was a little bit easier to see the football against uh, them. But I mean, one, two, it, it doesn't matter. Both rounds are gonna be at home. You know, the, the thing this year is Malacca. I think everybody's trying to avoid Malacca. I don't know if you want the one seed. Malacca could be the four or five. They're a scary team. I mean, they give up points, but they also they also score points about 25, 26 a game and they run the football really, really well, and you never know what you're gonna get for weather, and that's a team that can, they're a mutter. They're a mutter, we saw them last year, they gave us a little bit of problems last year at our place, just because we were a spread team, they were a mutter, it was a wet field. So that's kind of the team I think everybody kind of like, don't sleep on Malacca. Uh-huh. You know, they could surprise you, that it's gonna be a tough second round game. And like I said, if they're the four or five, you're gonna play them the second round if you're the one, if you're the two, you, know, you end up playing Henry. I think I'd rather play Henry than Malacca right now. Okay. So, I mean, there's pros and cons. I just like the confidence of the one seed. You know, mm-hmm. plus if we're the one seed, obviously we won to on Wednesday night, and, and that's what we want to. I think just that momentum is big.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, when will you know which seed you'll end up and who, who the first-round matchup is going to be against?
1: We'll know Thursday sometimes, usually Thursday morning. Uh, everything's done by Kiroff now, um, so there's no coaches vote or anything like that. Some sections still have that, but ours hasn't had it for a while. They have to wait till all the games get in, all the scores get in. And then usually Thursday, you know, by 10 o'clock, they they run everything through the formula and they spit out some number. And then you got to go through all the tiebreakers with the tiebreaker margin. Um, I don't think that will affect us this year. Um, But so usually Thursday, probably by 11 o'clock, we'll know who we have.
0: Okay. And a reminder, as we do get into the playoffs, our format for Cardinal Cut-Ins changes as we call Cardinal Playoff games live on air. So make sure to stay tuned, both to KRWC on air and, of course, to our Facebook page. You can find it at KRWC 1360 for the game schedules. For this week, though, you can listen to Cardinal Cut-Ins during the Wright County Sports Update. I'll be sitting down with our Offensive Players of the Week, Junior Tackle Isaac Hagstrom, and Defensive Player of the Week, Senior Linebacker Brett Hanzi. On game day, I'll be right here in Cardinal Stadium bringing you the updates. And, of course, our post-game wrap-up, we're on next week's offensive and defensive player of the game thanks very much for your time coach good luck this week versus the chargers hey thanks jeremy i appreciate it thank you for listening to cardinal cut-ins make sure to catch cardinal cut-ins each week on the wright county sports update on krwc 1360 am radio for wright county on game days we'll be providing in-game updates during our bison football coverage and also, each week, we'll be naming and interviewing an Offensive and Defensive Players of the Week. Make sure to listen back for those. Again, a big thank you to all of our sponsors, Truman Welters Sports, Star Bank, Mitch Olson with Essex Mortgage, Lake Central Bank, David Bird State Farm Insurance, The Homestyle Country Cafe, and Lanto Store.